This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? I got the summertime blues, my friends. Oh, interesting. I can't wait to hear you (laughs) complain about the summertime blues. This is my problem with being in Los Angeles is that my sandals are just too shiny from the streets being so clean. And I I, do you want me to go into my pulled groin I just got on the way over here when I slipped on the ice? You pulled your groin? Oh, I pulled it good, Henry. That's you got like a nine foot groin. I know, it's a lot to pull. That's a lot of muscle. I know, it's like a laffy taffy. You just gotta keep on stretching and stretching it, but it never tastes good. Nobody wants it. Cow tongue. That's inside right. Inside of your fucking horrible, long, fucking <laughs> droopy Salvador Dali body. Well, that's nice. We haven't talked in over a week and a half, so it's <laughs> nice to have you back. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by the beautiful Henry Zabrowski, who is currently struggling in that Los Angeles heat. Oh, man, I got too much salt in this car from the oceans I've been surfing on. Oh, you've been surfing the ocean since you got out to L.A.? Yeah, yeah. What I do is I get a garbage can lid and I just hold on to it <laughs> really? in the ocean when it goes back and forth. That's yeah. Amazing. This place is too sunny. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, what's going on? It's Hollywood. Henry Zabrowski. Ching, 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 ching. I'm sorry. That's all my money coming out of my pockets. I think that sounds more like it sounds more like Atlantic City. Henry Zabrowski sitting there sad playing the slot machine. <laughs> Trump Tower. Henry Zabrowski. I love the boardwalk and I love big fat people's horrible feet. Well, speaking of big, fat people, today we're going to be discussing some of the people uh, that we'll be discussing are big and fat. Uh, It's a phenomenon that uh, originated, uh, I don't even know when this thing came about, but it's called gang stalking, and uh, it's quite phenomenal. Marcus, what's this thing all about? Well, gang stalking, it's a slang term for a set of tactics used in counterintelligence operations involving the covert surveillance and harassment of targeted individuals. You're already jumping into the COINTELPRO stuff. It doesn't even start there. This story is so convoluted and crazy. I got involved in this idea. Like last time I was in L.A., I listened to this coast to coast involving a man named Michael F. Bell, who wrote a book called something like The Hidden Prison. And it's about his dealings with this apparently gang stalking activity, which is like a group of people decide to just make you nuts. Yeah. So let's go into that. So there's a okay. so gang stalking is basically there's there's one target. There's one individual that's life uh, whose life is being turned upside down. They're being 
being driven insane by a group of other individuals that they don't know that are all working together to terrorize them in really small, sort of like if you're a ghost and you just like turn on the light but then turn it off really quick, even though theoretically you could like blow up the entire kitchen or something. It's very yeah, people- small forms of, uh, of driving people insane, right? It's like living with a drunk Ben Kissel. You <laughs> oh, I night, see. And like the furniture's being rearranged around the house and you're thinking, oh, that's funny. And like, oh, remember, I forgot my Bigfoot roommate drank a pint of fucking Burberry's last night. Uh-huh. So he got he got really into the house, but um, he got all redecoratory. And then, but, of course, uh, when you come and you approach me with it, I would say, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't rearrange anything in the house you, because I was black or drunk. Like them, you do the same thing. Make them feel crazy. Again, gang stalking tactic. That's Another right. tactic is like, they, they talk about, uh, basically, you walk down the street, people honk their horns at you, people yell at you on the street, you overhear people talking about you on the street. Right. Things get rearranged in your house. You don't realize it. You get poisoned, raped, um, drugged. I don't know about this rape charge. I didn't, There's a I lot didn't... of rape in this story. Really? I don't want to be old Jackie <laughs> about today's episode. Okay. But there's a great deal of rape that is involved in gang stalking. And also b- people then being convinced that they are, that like a one thing is that the gang stalking, the way they destroy any tactic you have of talking to the police is that they flag you as being known for a person that has violent inclinations. And so no one will ever trust you again. I see. Well, Ben, you ask where gang stalking came from and where the term kind of originates. And a lot of people say that the Stasi. The East German Secret Police Force, they were some of the first ones to really implement this idea. Uh, They used to call the tactic Zersetzung, which is German for corrosion. Which is also a type of soup you can get. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of soup. It's not cold like borscht, but it's not hot like chicken noodle. It's in the middle. It's warm. It's made from your your two-carded buggy, whatever you drive in Russia. Sure. Whatever it is. You leave like a puddle of open vodka in a cup holder and a plum in there. Oh, I and it see. turns into soup. Yeah, that same soup. But no, but that's really true. That is a that is a. They talk about this a lot of times in gang stalking because they back in for the the Stasi would use like hand signals and they would like confuse people and like get kind of wrapped up into their life in order to make them a, basically to discredit people. So it was used as a political vendetta to make you know so for like political opposition to make them too bonkers to uh, be taken seriously in elections. That was sort of the, that was the uh, that's the original purpose of this thing. Well, the big thing that they used to use them, the people they used to use them against a lot were be uh, whistleblowers. Okay, people that were coming out in opposition of the government or against a certain corporation. And the point of it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a two pronged type of process. They or there are two. Uh, I guess objectives in this. The first one is to completely remove any and all credibility that these people may have, because of course they're ta- everyone that they're talking to. They say, right. "There's people following me. There's somebody fucking with me. I don't know what it is." But and so anytime everyone you try to go to like to get me. Yeah, and so every time you go to the hospital and you explain these things that are happening to you, like what Michael F. Bell said is that he spent a week in the psych ward because they take you and they're like, oh, yeah, people are open and closes their car trunks at you. Come here, just come come a little closer. And they're like, oh, what's that right. big jacket? And then, bah, Get in there, get in there. And then, like, big-footed Jim never thought he was going to have a job until he was hired at the psych ward to kick people into the loony bin. <laughs> the other 
purpose of this is, of course, uh, these people are spending a lot of time gathering information about these governments or uh, certain corporations or individuals is they suddenly all of their time is being used to try to figure out what the fuck is going on. They're doing more investigations into their harassment rather than the actual important information that they were working on in the first place. Absolutely. But this is also, this was the real shit. The stuff that we're dealing with now is people who believe that they are, that they, they they call them targeted individuals. Mm -hmm. They call themselves like TIs. And that if they are chosen, it means that they are like now we've extrapolated to fucking whatever is happening in the middle of psychotic America. They believe that maybe they were up to something. They they were unbeknownst to them, really important to some gigantic global fucking network. And that now they're being targeted for a specific reason. Well, nobody wants to be fat Susan sitting on the couch. People want to be fat Susan cracking the case for, uh, you know, the NSA and and figuring out what we're doing over there in Afghanistan or something like that. No, no. If you're already, uh, if you're already super paranoid, all this does, is confirm your bullshit that you believe that you are that you oh well it's real like that saying you know like maybe you're not paranoid maybe they really are out to get you um so do you think, I mean, because I feel like, you know, maybe back in the day, like old school, like German tactics, I would imagine that uh, there was probably someone who found a couple of books he wasn't supposed to see in Germany. And, yeah. uh, and perhaps you could have a very rational, um, it would be very rational to explain that people were, you know, tormenting him and taunting him. But nowadays, I don't, I feel like people are just really bored and they want to feel more important than they actually are. And they go on uh, some message boards and they say a couple of ridiculous conspiracy theories. Next thing you know, a guy farted on him on the subway or took a toot <laughs> on their face on the bus ride and they're talking about gang stalking. And you know what? I can give you an exact example of that exact thing. Henry sent a great article from Yahoo Voices. Are we talking violent you know flatulence here? <laughs> no, no, no. You see, Yahoo Voices, this yes. is a real America coming forward and talking, telling their stories. All right? We, I'm sick of looking at Wikipedia. I'm mm. sick of what the fuck government has got to say about it and so-called police and medical doctors have to say about it i want to see what the american people got to say about it. that's right uh so this is some excerpts from this woman's experience with gang stalking do we know that this is a woman by the way yes we do okay it says okay yeah 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 we definitely know uh here is her personal experience just this is a a day in the life of this this woman here's what she says Across from me were two college-aged kids taking pictures of me and talking about me lowly, but loud enough so I could hear. Mm. Behind me was a man in a suit who, after the bus ride, said, They were being too loud for you, weren't they? Caddy corner to me was a curly-haired woman who seemed to be talking on her cell to someone in the front of the bus I couldn't see, saying something like, How can she come off so sophisticated and then do something like that? Right. The bus stopped. So a very specific sentence like that. And you're like, that has to be about me because no one else would come across as sophisticated and do something like that. When the bus stopped, I followed the curly haired woman and tried to get her to admit why she was following me. Mm -hmm. But she practically ran away from me. Like she was terrified of a lunatic chasing her from the bus. (laughs) Yeah, because you were going up going like, what are you saying about me? What are you saying about me? It's just so funny because the same woman that she thought was gang stalking her could have the exact same thing be like I got off the bus and this woman followed me and demanded answers from me I ran away I'm being gang stalked and about halfway to her as I was chasing her a big intimidating black man she she does sort of write it like that stepped in my path until I stopped following the woman 
That is so I, I just feel, and this uh, this woman has a, a whole bunch of very specific examples of that. She has another one that I thought was relatively hilarious when she was talking about going to concerts. And she's like, people will come up to you at concerts and they'll talk to you like you're friends, but they don't really like you. And they're all wearing the same shirt, you know, like a Metallica shirt at the Metallica <laughs> concert. Oh, yeah, because it's a Metallica concert and they're selling them out back. No, these people are, I just think that uh, there's a lot of it that's really uh, very strange, but I do love when it heads into that conspiracy angle where right. we like learn about this thing called the Royal Queen Society. There's a lot of people who believe that they're being chosen for this because they're a part of some sacred bloodline. Okay, and well, let's go into that. So what is the... Uh, first of all, Henry, do you actually... Because, I mean, obviously it's kind of fun to make fun of this chick. She seems like not that credible, but it does... This... It, it, you could organize this online now. You really could yeah. torment somebody. It seems like, uh, you know, they talk about how the people would, there's probably somebody very powerful in charge, but it's probably someone like Jami from the private school girl, a wonderful <laughs> Netflix uh, thing. It's probably just some, you know, the, the coolest girl in school telling all of her friends to go torment, uh, you know, whoever. Yeah. Because she kissed the just- wrong boy. It's like, sincerely, you really believe that there's a dude in the Bilderberg group who just like, oh, man, I hate fat Timothy. I hope he <laughs> fails his chemistry test this week and then start sending people to harass him. And this but you guys know how terrifying that would be if you get your chemistry test and all the answers are already filled in and they're all wrong. And then you're like, but I didn't fill it in. No, I didn't fill it in. <laughs> this woman, I mean, she explicitly says, she says, yes, all this can be chalked up to paranoia, mm-hmm. but I know better. And then in bold it says, paranoia does not exist. Paranoia does not exist, which is just like the most paranoid thing yeah, it is. that one can say. But well, I feel like you would feel super paranoid if this was happening to you. But she was saying like, but then she goes on to do, there, there was another story about how, so um, another thing, we'll get into the Royal Queen stuff. Like, I kind of yeah. jump at how nuts that is. But again, so in each one of these cases, it seems to escalate. Where this one woman from the story, this thing called gangstalkingjournal.com would talk about how people would open and close their car trunks outside of her house, waking her up at all hours of the night, right? And that's mm-hmm. where it started. Then she started getting evil poems written and put inside of her house. All stuff seeing like, but stuff like, not saying I'm going to kill you, but just stuff saying stuff like, you're not good enough. You oh, don't come deserve on. this life, right? She, she was just being courted by a really bad Romeo. <laughs> you was and just trying to love her. In 1945, this is Jimmy Stewart hitting on a woman. That's right. You're too stupid. Yeah. You, no one loves you, but I do. I do. I'll take care of you. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so in 2004, it escalated to this. While on a trip to visit friends in Austin, Texas, I was covertly drugged, interrogated, raped, and, well, tortured in various ways, involving physical but mainly psychological forms of abuse. She says that she went out. She said that, that they was drugged with Xanax and a cup of coffee over a period of three days. Two I mean, different I'm sorry. Ad- what is she, a Mormon? Coffee and Xanax? These are the same These are the same grade now? It's like weed and heroin. Xanax just makes me feel groovy. Yeah. yeah. You I know, Xanax think- is just great for planes. So... Yeah. I'm sorry. Was, I, I I just don't believe that you just she just had a gangbang and felt bad about it. <laughs> Xanax and coffee. Come on. But actually it kind of mirrors then what could actually just be victim blaming from police. And so it's like mm. I was repeatedly drugged with alternative doses of Xanax, methamphetamine and strong hallucinogens. I can only assume something like PCP. This went on for three days total. During these druggings as the lightest form of harassment, I was made to act out all kinds of stupid human tricks. To dance suggestively or to act out embarrassing scenes. They made her do a shitty Letterman gag. Yes. That, what whatever about an MK Ultra trying to get, make make uh, you know superhero uh, you know superior warriors? Now they're just doing bits. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then a hook comes out and pulls her up, and the dude with the bag on his head comes out, and he does all the dumb jokes afterwards. Does she have, does she have to touch a stump like she's on the Apollo before she uh, does her little tricks? I was, and so I was made to say inflammatory things about various ethnic, political, and other groups. So maybe she was doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, she was just drunk. She's just drunk. The agenda here was to use footage of these remarks to sign me up for harassment for her to sign me up for harassment from militant factions of such special interest groups. And so basically, she said they were, and then they were in mass, like very similar to the Michael F. Bell story, where he said. He took a drink from a beer, woke up in a warehouse with two dude with two dudes with carnival mats playing with his balls. Which just also again just seems like a wild weekend that got out of control. And then, like Mike Tyson showed up and an Asian guy jumped out of a trunk naked. I mean, this is the hangover for Christ's sake. The hangover four. Yeah. This whole I don't know what the truth is. Well, how these regular ass people, how they justify themselves being targets of gang stalking. Because mm-hmm. they say, you know, the big thing is that it's mostly whistleblower blowers. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, were former Scientology members. Okay. Oh, they I claim that they were gang stalked, which that actually does have some. I think that has some uh, some validity to it. Well, I don't know. So itself. As yeah. far as cult gang stalking and things like that. That happened with Warren Jeffs, you know, the uh, the fellow there in Utah, uh, his huge cult. Like if someone left it, they would be gang stalked. I guess I don't think it was called gang stalked. Yeah, but definitely a uh, Scientologist yeah. when obviously Miss Katie Holmes. Yeah, when she broke yep. up with Mr. Tom Cruise, th- by definition, she was being gang stalked. Yeah. Scientologists, they call it fair game. Right. When someone so leaves the When yeah. it's like 50 people all working together against one person, when that's the someone, fair game. When someone leaves the church or says anything negative about the church, those people automatically become fair game, which means the Scientologists can do pretty much whatever they want for a, a, mm-hmm. a want to them. I heard a, a story yesterday someone told me about is that there were there was a graphic designer that had done some work for Beck. And okay. Beck, yeah, who Beck is a big Scientologist. His grandfather was, uh, I think, I mean, among the founders. But Beck is a huge and he's Scientologist. Just doing like it's just a dumb fucking Photoshop of like a devil giving a haircut. It's like it's a devil's haircut. I hope we like it. <laughs> and so uh, Beck never paid for it. And this woman started talking shit about Beck and started talking shit about Scientologists all around Hollywood. She lived in Venice at the time. Okay. Uh, and after that, there started to be this very concentrated effort against this woman to drive her insane mm-hmm. and she eventually killed herself like through gang stalking uh, and, tactics. And, and that is supposed to be the number one goal of gang stalking is to make right. you either so crazy that you're useless or you kill yourself. Yeah. And how regular people, uh, how they justify themselves being gang stalked, even though they haven't pissed anybody off, they're not big whistleblowers, mm-hmm. they say that they are practice individuals. That before these gang stalkers really, uh, before, like, say they get into an Edward Snowden or something like that, right. they have to, you know, practice on Fat Timothy. Yeah, of course, Fat Timothy. All he wants to do is go to the hamburger stand. That's he it. He doesn't want to be followed. Fat Timothy's the P. He's a little Buddha. He's a little. He's a little monk. There's no yeah. reason to come at him. But he's the perfect victim <laughs> because Buddha. he is a victim, born victim. He is. So the end goal is to have these people. Uh, kill themselves. And this is a fairly common horror uh, trope, you know, yeah. driving people insane, driving families insane and things like that. Yeah. Because also just the term and the term gaslighting is thrown around Ooh. quite a bit because that's also the truth is that the, the problem again is that you it's it's H- just Henry, like explain uh, what's what's gaslighting. 
Gaslighting is when you do when when you when someone does something and basically what you want to do is destroy their argumentative logic by making them appear or or you believe them to be crazy. Just being oh, like I if see. someone has a certain opinion, you say that they're crazy. Like, you know, like what these people say all the time. They'll find someone taking a picture of them and they're like, haha, this bitch can see me over here. And then she's like, What did you say to me? And they're like, I didn't say anything. That's gaslighting. Oh, like, I, I I couldn't stop uh, thinking of that image from Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey lit his fart on fire. <laughs> <laughs> when you drop the pants, I think that feels like a good way to just disprove. Like someone could have the greatest point ever, but if you drop yeah. prow and let a fart on fire, you won the argument. Although otherwise known as the Ed Larson Express. Yeah, yeah. Other tactics on fat bag of shit. Good job, Henry. <laughs> other tags on gaslighting include uh, breaking into somebody's household and moving things around. Okay. Like you just walk in and, you know, where a lamp will be. You leave the house and the lamp is on one table. You come back and it's on a completely different table. You and then your furniture turns, will be moved around. Just all kinds of And that of blends into the glitches in the Matrix thing, too. Yeah. Where you're like, you start to believe that maybe your reality's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And there's. There's a lot of people like that. I don't know if there was a series of videos that went up on YouTube that she put up where a woman was convinced that this mailman was following her and harassing her. And um, they're very frightening. She was she was highly terrified. But you watch this video. I'll put it up on the Facebook page of her confronting this mailman being like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're up to. And he's like, ma'am, you need to get the fuck away right. from me. <laughs> I am a mailman. Ma'am. I am a mailman. I am. I can, I can put you in a box and I can send you to England. That's right. Send her. Where, where did uh, Garfield always send normal? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Send her right to Abu Dhabi. So <laughs> the main, the main difference between like this, cause I can't stop thinking of the pair of the uh, similarities between like cyberbullying and things like that. Yeah. But the main difference with this is people are, it's like live. It's like improv everywhere. Yeah. It's like improv it's, everywhere. Yeah. But like absolutely. malicious and, and sadistic. Yeah. They hire a uh, certain, like, They'll hire criminals uh, for this type. They'll hire criminals, homeless people. Uh, they'll go to. Well, that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, he it is. Like, it gives know, them a little it's bit. It's job creator. That's right. <laughs> Uh, they'll go to neighbors and they'll tell how they get the neighbors into it is they'll go to the neighbors and they'll tell them like, listen, this person is under investigation mm-hmm. uh, for a possible crime. We need your help on this. We need you they, to do such to and such to him. Yeah, the idea is to like pray and use people that love to get off on a feeling of power. That's yeah. what they say. But yeah. then it's also the, it, it ranges to their family and doctors and police. Like this woman talking about how they uh, they she said that she was assaulted. She went to this emergency room. The same story from Gangstock and Journal. She went to the emergency room after she said she was assaulted, and she said the nurse essentially like they did the rape kit, and then she's like, "You're not going to get anything from this." And the nurse threw it out in front of her, and that people would walk past her smashing the windows of the of the of the whatever the the room that she was in yeah like but again maybe is she crazy or is this stuff happening because it happens to hundreds of people yeah yeah i don't i mean it seems like something that could happen and certainly would happen i think it happens to like political figures relatively regularly i mean there's a whole bunch of files and things like that everyone knows everything there is to know about their political uh, opponents and stuff so i guess it could make sense Um, i'm not sure if it really works in these really micro levels but it's possible and it would be terrifying you want to talk about a micro level here is a a description of a psychological operations tactic they use like on the smallest level it says when you're walking through a mall or a downtown shopping district the surveillance team will intentionally interfere with your route a pavement well that's just if you're black at a mall (laughs) that's that's every black man's uh, life in america isn't it (laughs) 
pavement artists will absentmindedly cross your path, uh, forcing you to change paths. Other people will inadvertently uh, obstruct your path. Then, as you know, the pressure continues to build, people will start to bump into you. Mm-hmm. They'll jostle you. you. They'll uh, step on your heel uh, from behind. They'll create big lines for you, so you have to wait a long time for your this food. This is just living in New York City. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I just feel like these are people who really think that, uh, the, the, that they are the most important people in the world and everyone is just out to get them when in reality the, the mall is packed because it's Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one of the, what one of the people say is that if you notice this happening to you in public, if you notice people fucking with you like this in public, here's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Put your cell phone to your ear as if you're on a phone call. And if you don't have a cell phone immediately accessible, just put your hand to your ear as if you are holding a cell phone. Look, <laughs> look directly at the perp's face, smile, and say very loudly, They sent a brown noser! Can you hear me? Sorry, I have bad cell phone connection. I'll try to talk loudly. I said they sent a brown noser! Yeah, just some retard who'll do anything he's told. He doesn't even know who he's working for. Just some brown noser. All right, well, so ma'am, they ma'am, said you were, you were he's just, just totally. some brown noser. All right, you were just talking into your hand there, ma'am, and uh, it's mentally challenged. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> retarded is a very offensive word. I have a mentally challenged son. So. I know what you're doing. Now get out of my way. I'm trying to get into the Emperor Company of Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, yeah, so this, let's, I'm sorry. They also use electronic harassment. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that, that I, I discovered throughout all through research and gang stalking, which is convoluted to yes. say the least, um, is that they have a thing called electronic harassment, which is this idea of using people like in a van outside of your house, using like your microwave to talk into your brain. They believe that hmm. they could send messages directly into your skull or use the microwave to m- cover your body in burns and welts. I mean, is the message just that 90-second, like, perfectly cooked burrito? <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice message to get. By the Believe way, Henry, how has the food been? You've you been living okay out there? Oh, yeah. I've been eating like a maniac. I gained nine pounds. You, nine pounds? You've only been out I've, there for 12 days. I have just been pregnant? Eat, I ate a lot of burritos. I maybe have eaten a dozen burritos. Wow. And then I had burgers and tacos. and I've been really going to town on myself. We could just do a whole nother podcast about it. <laughs> My boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha, Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. 
Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. You're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for the little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And, oh, they love their life. And they love the, They love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself and fast growing trees 
has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Yeah, Ben, you can't see, I can see Henry's face, but you can't see him when he was just talking about that. The look of sadness on his face was, I mean, it was oh, Henry, heartbreaking. You're sad when you eat right now. <laughs> well, it's just, it's an activity to do. People come to me and they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I put myself on a taco treasure hunt and they're like, you are going to get diabetes. <laughs> you are, um, you are a John Candy in the fucking making. Oh, that's oh. wonderful. He was a very successful actor, John Candy. Yes, so. he was. Nine heart attacks at once. Yeah, is that what it was? Nine heart attacks. Nine his, heart attacks. His heart literally went like it, it's like he went to sleep one night apparently, and he woke up, and his heart had a fedora on and a bag, wow. like and, and like moved out. Wow. Yeah, it Very was too much for him. Interesting. Um, it, seems, uh, it seems like something out of a Ren and Stimpy cartoon or something. Oh, it is. Uh, that's pretty great. See, uh, gang stalking has showed me that there's a lot more to life than just living. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the lesson we're learning today. There's a lot more to life than just living. You can also live with a bunch of people stalking you and making you seem like they're going crazy. Well, Henry yeah. mentioned the electronic harassment. There's also noise harassment, which I find absolutely fascinating. With these is it people- called the round table of gentlemen? Is that where that is? That's burning yourself. They yep. use a few different tactics. They use hypersonic sound, first of all, which okay. hypersonic sound is that they can attune a certain sound that can only be heard by you because they can direct it where it is only to be heard in the immediate area around your head. So you'll tell people, it's like, listen, there's this sound. It's driving me insane. I can't find out where it's from. And they'll say, Look, I don't hear anything. Yeah, like, bro, that's just your, that's your Dr. Dre Beats headphones that you're wearing there. <laughs> They're very good. And there's another one that I haven't... Henry, you've probably heard of this one. Have you heard of the Voice of God weapon? No. This sounds amazing. The Voice of God weapon is where you can... It works the same as hypersonic uh, sound, where hypersonic sound is more of a white noise type of thing. Mm -hmm. But the Voice of God is that you can direct a noise, specifically a voice, directly into a person's head, like or the immediate area surrounding it. And no one else can hear what this person is hearing, so they think they're going fucking nuts. And this is a real thing. This is a very, that's actually real. There is, there are patents, like I was reading about the electronic harassment, and there has been extensive research done into using this for crowd control. They've been talking about, they do it for, like, the idea is that apparently there was real patents that came out a while about using these microwaves. Using microwaves, you put, not the actual machine, just the actual waves, microwaves, you put information on them, and you can beam it to a group of people, and apparently all of these these like sort of public patents went private. The government mm, bought them all of out. Course, yeah. And they, and they, what they've been using them for, they, what apparently what they were using them for was to help control insurgent populations. Yeah. That's what they want to do is create confusion in like militia. So each, each, each like group is getting a different message. Yes. And, and even so though they're you, 10 feet apart from each other. 
you make them perpetually confused. But there's, I actually, I mean, there was we don't th- know if that's real or not. There was, I mean, I don't know if this means anything, but a couple <laughs> of years ago, I was sitting in a massage chair at a sharper image. Okay. It means nothing. It doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't. I would just, I would just want to plug the sharper image mas- is that massage all you did? chair. Is this the story? No, no. You were no. sitting in a massage chair. No. They kicked me out eventually, but no, but they had a radio that that was the whole point of the radio was that you stand right here and you can hear it. And if you go to the right or you go to the left, you can't hear it. And the whole point was to have like a, a quiet living room or something like that. I forget the way I they were marketed. Need, I don't but, need the government in my brain that's why i play my tubes tunes on a violin <laughs> that's right that's right. the only music i listen to is live violin well that's a great uh, a great piece of music there yeah Everyone it's like i'm a little uh, i'm a little uh, fucking mozart or something i don't yeah. know i don't know either but uh, henry or marcus you have something yeah uh well you know we've been talking about a lot of these people a lot of these people on the internet they're writing and you know these people they're paranoid uh but ultimately they're harmless you know However, I guess so. Maybe, yeah. I mean, for now, they're for harmless. Now, uh, and for it now, does, they're harmless. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know if these people are harmless because this is this seems to go like they can still buy a gun, right? Well, that's oh, yeah. what happened on September sixteenth, twenty thirteen, when Aaron Alexis bought a uh, shotgun and went to the Washington D.C. Navy Yard and killed twelve people, including himself. The Navy Yard shooting. Now, this is a great tie-in. Yeah, he claimed because he truly believed that he was hearing voices and stuff. Right? Yeah, he claimed to have been stalked by multiple perpetrators and had reported that he was a victim of electronic harassment and noise harassment tactics. That's right. And remember, remember He's, what he had carved. Uh, on his uh-huh. gun, he carved my elf weapon, which yeah. elf stands for extremely low frequency. Interesting. Very interesting. And of course, the way they, I mean, it was, it's a very difficult thing to get into a Navy yard. And the fact that he was able to get in so deep and last as long as he did with a shotgun and take out 12 people when you would think that's a relatively uh, well-armed group of security guards yeah. at a Navy yard. And uh, well, he took them completely to by out. surprise. Yeah. Um, wasn't it like on a Saturday or something like that? Uh, it was, I believe it was a weekday. It was oh, a work, okay. it was a work day because that's how we got in. Cause he had worked there for a while. His security clearance had been, uh, it had actually been, uh, wiped out, but he was able to talk his way in even with the expired security card. Um, but he said like the interesting thing about him is that, you know, everyone said he was schizophrenic. He mm-hmm. heard voices, all this stuff. Uh, but schizophrenia that shows up in your late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Uh, he was 34 years old and he had never exhibited any kind of symptoms for schizophrenia up until a few months before this incident. And I would, are, assume, I would, I would uh, assume that he must have passed the, uh, the health tests and the psychiatric yeah. exams that would allow you to work in a Navy yard. I mean, it's a relatively safe secure location. Yeah. And he never thought that it was supernatural or anything like that. Like a lot of these, actually a lot of these gang stalking people do uh, believe that it's demons talking to them. You can pop into this where it's like, I was about to say, it's like, this is, I mean, that's a full example of, because then it's all like, well, these are the two who are targeted individuals. It's like normal people or activists, but it looks like the people who are doing the stalking, they say, of course, maybe it's giant cladestine, some fucking black book government group, or it's a symptom of the hyperdimensional matrix reality. By the way, Henry is standing up right now. Oh, is that I what it is? I thought you went to the bathroom. Your voice has totally changed. <laughs> sit back like down. Yeah, sit, sit back down. Your voice is changing. Yeah, yeah but I, I know you were getting a little, uh, yeah, a little excited there, but yeah. <laughs> take your seat, young man. Yeah. You, you, I'm trying to tell people the truth. <laughs> yeah, go into it. Go, what, what is the, uh, what was the thing, the hyper reality, uh, what was that? 
On the thing called intoworlds.net, when the article gang stalking and targeted individuals, she this woman explains that of course maybe it's just some gigantic shadow government thing, but also maybe just possibly <laughs> the hyperdimensional matrix reality, right? Hyperdimensional, yeah. The hyperdimensional matrix. Yeah, we all know what she's talking about. Yeah. The people involved with gang stalking activities may always be piloting their own wheel, to put it straightforward manner, she says. Other stuff may be manipulating them, working through them. There definitely seems to me a hyperdimensional component to it all. Hyperdimensional, as in non-physical realms and entities. We know what hyperdimensional means. I don't know what hyperdimensional <laughs> means. That exists outside our own third-density physical reality, unconstrained by space-time, manipulating reality, and working through people like puppet masters behind the scenes. And you know who could possibly be doing that? Who? Terry the Gnome. <laughs> Terry the Gnome! I can't... Hey, fucking bitch! What's up, Terry? I had no way... Hey, I'm climbing his car, climbing his truck, shot so I can fucking wake you up, you bitch! <laughs> Terry, why you been gang stalking all these poor women? Leave them alone. They have tough oh, lives. Big long clits, and I just want to bite on them like it's a salmon at the end of a string, you bitches. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, Terry. Terry, it's been so long since we've seen you. How you been? What have you been up to? I've been lifting weights. You're getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. I'm just lifting stacks of pennies because I'm so fucking small. Yeah, I was you gonna fucking- say. Do, do you do you go to Gold's Gym or do you do you just, do you just lift in the front yard? No, I hate seeing these fags running around their leather suits, lifting their weights, just gaggling for each other. Well, I mean, they're they're muscle men. They're bodybuilders. They're well, very wait, straight. Yeah. What, what, what kind of a gym are you going to where everyone's dressed in leather? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a cowboy gym. <laughs> it's a cowboy. It seems like you're just going to gay bars there, Terry. No, no, no. I'm just so sick of going out every night and every dude coming up to me just being like, hey, Terry, I want to suck your cock. And I'm just like, you wait. Terry, uh, I... I mean, you know, we have a Michael Sam. He's a gay football player. He just, just came out. To, to myself. You can't, Terry. Do you want to come out as gay? No, oh, fuck you, fuck you, you Salvador <laughs> Dali-looking monster. Oh, all right, we'll let you calm down, Terry. Thank you so much for coming back to the show, though. Yeah, it was nice to hear from him. Yeah. It was, and then, he's, and then he ran off. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that something? Just skittered right. off into the night. It must be Los Angeles. It must be. Um, it's so, 95 degrees in this room that I'm in right now. I'm fucking I, You just can't. I'm just not feeling bad for you. No, not at all. It is 17 degrees He here. just took his shirt off. He just oh. took his shirt off. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad for Marcus because he's getting the visual. Yeah. I'm literally getting like a oh. Baja steam underneath my tits. Yeah, he just pulled up his uh, right tits. Did it steam? Or did a dumpling yeah. fall out? All oh, right, good yeah. God! So, is it demons? Is it? Yeah, is it, is it dimensional demons? beings that are doing this to people? Terry My no. theory is no. No, <laughs> you're going to say no. So, okay, are there any examples? Let's just say somebody goes through a whole process of getting gang stalked, doesn't end up killing themselves. Does it ever end? Do you? Can yeah, they you, write a book wear? about it. They and write then, a and book it's about done. it, like Michael F. Bell, and then you make a, probably a solid $3,000 on selling your book on Coast to Coast. Maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I did read one woman say that she has been gang-stalked for the last seven years. And it it's, continues it, it on. It's yeah. place over a long fucking period of time. Well, These and, people say they're suffering from it, and, they, and it's also... I want to always do this. It's very similar to UFO and ghost phenomena mm. where a lot of the times these people experience it when they were kids and then they comes back when they're adults. Yeah. This one woman said that over, she had uh, moved, her and her child had moved to a different town, of course, because of the gang stalking activity. 
But oh everywhere that she went, she found a new person that was gang stalking her. Like she said that at her child's new school, all the parents of the other children started stalking her. All the other children started stalking her children. Uh, it was. It's just this woman is obviously very ill. This yeah, is specific kid. brand. I, I think this is a specific brand of American paranoia. Yeah, I think that there is been you know because we even talked about back in the to- back in the day about like MK Ultra affecting this g- gigantic. No, Entire subconscious of the country. I think that there is something involved with how America operates between like constantly being bombarded either by people or advertisements or television. And there are just some people whose brains are jelly immediately. And they go nuts. They just go nuts. They just snap in the middle of America. And because of things like YouTube and because you can put up a website about your experiences. It's it's out in the open and that every person who's damaged is desperately looking for a group to belong to. And so it's perfect to belong to a group of targeted individuals. It also seems like we have a uh, egos out of control here, right? It's pretty egotistical idea that everybody is plotting against you, right? Yeah. I mean, no normal person thinks that unless... You're a female stand-up comedian. Uh, all right. Scratch it from the record. Scratch it from the record. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, a it's inside true. baseball. It involves um it, it it really is. There is a there is a type of egomania that's involved in it. It's a yeah, lot right? of it got to do with that idea of that people said uh that they uh you know, America, we're all considered, we all consider ourselves temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Mm. Everyone's ready ah. to be a star of their own show, and this is how you get to be the star of your own show. Right, right. I agree, because back in the day, the 30s, the 20s, the 40s, if you were a schizophrenic, you stayed in bed. They didn't let you yeah. out of the house, and now you stay in bed, but you have a laptop, and you're allowed to rant and rave on these insane websites, and then it well, all... Because I'll put it this way. So one of these theories is, so one, in, the, in our searching for this, for this... Uh, on this topic, there's a thing called gang stalking world that we found where basically there's another, there's like a whole other side to the targeted individual thing where there are people who believe that they've been chosen specifically and that they look at, like this guy puts himself as this blog is going to be about my adventures with gang stalking, Hmm. where it's the idea of you actively participate in it because now you believe you've been specifically chosen for a reason. Is there an end game? Is there, what would be, what's the end game for him? Uh, you join a possible brand new world community that's ha- trying to uh, change everyone's life. So and this it, is like, so this is sort of like a fraternity hazing process, and then after he goes through getting gang stalked and his life is miserable, then it's like the end of the game when yes. uh, when Michael Douglas falls through the ceiling and they're like, "Happy birthday! Yeah. You've been making your life a living hell for you know whatever how many months here. Happy yeah, birthday!" Absolutely. And then they're so friends. He wrote this sort of allegorical story to help people from help target individuals like join up with them. And it's called the world of the royal queen. Okay. He really does believe that he's a part of a super spiritual bloodline that's been chosen in order to be a part of the next next new spiritual society. Um, and the right. way so then I was like, OK, cool. So this guy's taking a fucking positive. He's taking a positive thing. He's taking it back. It's like, you know, I'm not going to even say it. You take things back. You like know? the F word for you. Yeah. Fat. 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 Unpredictable. <laughs> um, the, so, so one of his chapters is World of the Royal Queen, the Royal Mommy. So we, again, we read through a lot of interesting stuff in order to do this podcast. So this, this is, is the just ro- The Royal Mommy. This is what he's done. He wrote this to help you understand your place better in the world of the royal queen. Okay. The royal queen in later years spiritually ended up being called the royal mommy 
because she had so many dozens upon dozens of children spiritually. She would become not just the royal queen, but also the royal mommy. That seriously be making sense. Her family unit extends from the heavens unto earth province and beyond. She has children from the galactic provinces as well. The royal queen had children and children's children, so far as the eye can see. By the end of it, there were millions upon millions of people related to the royal queen spiritually, and on Earth province, there were thousands upon thousands due to her marriage with Lucifer and a few other key individuals. They seriously be making sense. He says they seriously be making sense at the end of each paragraph. Okay. Um, And here's an, uh, I'd like to point out an author's note that uh, before we get too far into this, he says, the adventures of the royal queen have already occurred. The vast majority of it was there in advance. She has lived most of it, loved, lost, and it was there. It is there, and it continues to be there. Ah. Totally clear. Yeah, totally. <laughs> filling, me, filling me with a calm energy mm-hmm. you know what I mean? about my gang stalking. Next chapter, if this song should be sung, World of the Royal Queen. If this song should be sung, is a spiritual-based product that enables you to know if a song has been sung or a child has been created. The spiritual-based product is in real time, but can also be checked later on. It seriously be making sense. (laughs) Use your unique identifier system to check your history to see when and if a song has been sung. The information is private. If this song should be sung, will also enable you to check your various intimate or not so intimate encounters. The situation seriously be making sense if you are a grown up. It's one of the cutest products ever created. It has a two sections created for grown ups, and it also has a section that enable parents to keep track of other situations that suitably be making sense. It's one of the most <laughs> instrumental products ever created. It suitably be making sense. Wow, <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. I said. And try to read this for 45 minutes. I found it. I went through it. I went back through the I went back through the website, yeah. his personal website, which includes a blog that has stuff like destruction of Victoria's ivory at the palace. Okay. They, they destroyed an ivory chair that Queen Victoria had uh, a part of history, a part of human history, a part of Victoria's history. I was surprised, shocked, and dismayed to learn that William wishes to destroy, give away, or do away with the ivory at the palace. It's great what he wants to set some modern-day example to be sure that is always commendable. But some of these items belong to Victoria, Queen Victoria, and they ought not to be destroyed. They are historic in nature and significance and should be preserved. And, and then him and then random postings about like other people that he says – are target individuals and and then various things about like saying that Kate Middleton isn't queenly enough to be queen and then he posted Madonna's something to remember video. I see, I see. So sometimes he likes to jack off to some hot stuff. Um so so he he wants to t- so he's taking the power back so the target now has all the power and uh, you're just supposed to start playing along with the people who are gang stalking you. That that's his overall message, that's his game. Well, you know what? We can ask directly, as on the as the author's note says, to find out more. If you have questions, the offices of the Royal Queen are now open. To contact the offices, please just verbally request to be in touch with the offices of the Royal Queen. So, Ben, why don't you ask that question once more, and we'll see if the Royal Queen responds. I would love to be in touch with the Royal Queen, uh, or the offices. Hey, uh, offices of the Royal Queen, I want to be in touch with you. 
possible? Yeah. Oh my it's god. Queen. Oh, it's been making most sense. Oh, I can't believe it. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna work. I thought this whole thing was kind of a sham. I, I'm, I've got four teeth and they're all green as a rose. Really. It's such a privilege uh, to be here with you, Royal Queen. Uh, do you have any advice for me? I, I would like to be targeted. I want. I want to be gang stalked. Do, You'll I, never make it, Ben Kissel. You're not strong enough. What do you mean? I'm not going to kill myself if a couple of folks get in my way in a line oh, or talk so poorly about me. President, you should feel bad about it. Oh, I'm naked from the chest up because <laughs> it's so hot in my castle. Oh my goodness! How how big are your breasts? Oh, they're man size. Oh, okay. Oh, it's Henry. It's, uh, it's Henry. God. I don't mean to bust. Uh, I don't mean to to squelch on the parade, but I just didn't think we were going to hear be hearing from the royal queen in such a specific way. I was really wondering if maybe our podcast would just shut off. That's a good point. Thanks for saving the show, Henry. Absolutely. When I go to the taco stand later on today, I'm going to see if they give any fucking give me any fucking problems getting a taco. Because if one yeah. person gets me a fucking problem while I'm getting a taco, I know what the jig is up, and I'm going to start taking it to the streets. Yeah, that's right. And everyone's actually everyone's going to believe you if yeah. you start ranting and raving about how <laughs> you're angry with the taco stand. <laughs> I mean, they're going to think yeah, you're crazy, but they are going to think you're probably right. They're like, you no, know. you're just like your taco blood level is uh, is ninety percent. Yeah. Well, let's see. Anything else with this gang stalking stuff? It's completely. I, I put up a documentary not a, not that long ago. Okay. I'm going to put up this information on the Facebook page. Really get into it because honestly, like it is we're fun. we're describing it as well as we can. But you really because it, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it is. And it ties into uh, well the the two things that uh, they they bring up a lot in relation to this is COINTELPRO mm. and MK Ultra. MK Ultra shows up a lot, and in fact, well, we some see- people say that uh, that um, Ted Kaczynski, the reason why he went crazy was a combination of MK Ultra and gang stalking. and a bad haircut <laughs> and a bad haircut. That that always helps you go crazy. Terrible toilet paper. Oh, that'll make no two ply. You can go nuts with no two ply. No, it it's does. very true. There is because we see a lot of the same MK Ultra tactics in people who describe their gang stalking scenarios, like getting the psychic driving and then having like barbiturates and then speed putting down their system, knocking them out, using hallucinogens and like weird like hypnotic suggestions in order to get them to do shit that they don't want to do. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a good way for a government to uh, maintain control, too, having your population uh, rat each other out. I mean, you look at the Nazi Germany, for example. <laughs> uh, that was a very strong tactic that governments use. So It's I su- really, it's very interesting. I really, I, I mean, to be honest, every part of me says that these people are totally insane. Yeah. But there's just so much of it. I think there is some truth to it. I think it is rarely used, but I do think that I mean, these I think tactics it's used in, are used on Like people. you mentioned earlier, I do think it's used. It's used in cult. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's used uh, for cult uh, power figures to control their populations, and it's certainly used uh, with uh, Scientologists mm-hmm. and things it like that. It is definitely used. They use it. So, it's yeah. ob- so it, it does exist. It's just, are just random people actually, are they really running tests on people in order to perfect their gang stalking techniques? It's possible. Um, yes, they are. How, yeah. I, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> How These many- poor people. Honestly, but I do feel bad for the people. But the more you read about it, it's like whatever it is that's going on, it's like it's either just – I mean because we do have a mental health issue in this country where these people one. are overlooked. 
Yes, yes. And uh, this uh, whoever writes about being gang stalked should be immediately on uh, flagged on a list. So when they go to the gun shows and when they go to Texas, uh, except for Marcus, <laughs> uh, you're fine. I do not think that these people need to be armed and dangerous because they're shooting at everybody, uh, regardless of if they're talking about them or not. Yeah, but well, it's so good to hear you guys' voice again. It's so good to do the podcast again. It's wonderful, yeah. and we should put up that Yahoo Voices if we could, Marcus, on the on the page to Absolutely. get that one out there because that one's really awesome. Yeah, that um, one's great, and it's so great to be back here. Uh, everyone was so nice to Marcus. Yes, yes. Uh, while I he wanna, was gone, I want to sincerely thank everyone. It really helped out a, a fuck of a whole. And lot. Uh, yeah. and Henry. Actually, you, you're not able to partake in this, but perhaps Marcus will be kind enough to hide some of uh, the product that was sent to us from a fan, Randy Katzen. Randy Katzen, he sent some amazing beef jerky, Henry. He sent vacuum-sealed homemade beef jerky. We destroyed an entire bag of it at, no, no, we, at we, the roundtable yesterday. You can't send beef jerky twice in the mail. It makes it go bad. <laughs> uh, so it's going to have to stay right here, but it's the best beef jerky we've ever had, and he sent it to the last uh, podcast on the line. You sent it to me. You sent it to me. Well, I want some beef jerky. I want beef jerky. I got nothing. You're breaking it up. Okay. Yeah, you you just got so passionate about beef jerky, you broke up the feed. We lost the feed because <laughs> you got angry over jerkied beef. Isn't All this- right, so join uh, join the Facebook page, everybody. We're yeah. gonna get back to the swing of it here. That's right, and we got the uh, the the live show is gonna be on the 22nd. Yeah, here at the Creek in the Cave, uh, Henry will be skyping in there because obviously he'll yeah. still be. I think he'll be in New Orleans actually because you got uh, you got some good news. You'll be working on a on a film with Jack Black, right? We hopefully this will happen. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a, that is a, that is going to be a wide lens. Jack Black and Henry Zabrowski on screen together. I don't think that's ever been done. That's yeah, amazing. I can't wait to share a beignet with him, Lady the Tramp style. Oh, it's going to be adorable. He's going to love it. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And then I am at Ben Kissel, and that's at Marcus Parks, and that's yeah. at Henry Loves You for the Twitter thing. And uh, hail yourselves. Hail me! Hail Gein. Hail Satan. Magustulations. Magustulations. Someone bring me. Someone find me in Los, Los Angeles and pick me up and, and take me someplace drinking. <laughs> All right, so you have your orders from Henry Zabrowski. Pick them up and take them someplace drinking. That sounds good. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo. And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. 
but I guess I should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash last pod.